here we are. Um, we'd like to welcome everybody to the Intern Whisper Live, the show all about the future of innovation in industries, entrepreneurial stories, inspiring leaders, and of course, internships. Reminder, you can always listen to us live on the air. The phone number is 407-582-2906. And you can also chat with us online through Intern Pursuit Facebook Live Chat. Coming up in this episode of the Intern Whisper Wild Card Conversation, the future of sustainable fashion and retail industry. Students want to work with one of our great employers or with Intern Pursuit? Go to internpursuit.tech and create your free profile to be matched. We invite employers of all types and sizes to be part of our early adopter beta program. Early adopter employers receive special pricing until December 2019. If you want to learn more, shoot us an email at info at internpursuit.tech. So you can find Intern Pursuit on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And you can find our game on Facebook and Twitter. And the website for the game is internpursuit.games. And again, if you follow us on Facebook, you follow the in Intern Pursuit. You can listen to us live. You'll get notifications. And you can also listen to us live on Valencia College Radio. And all you have to do is download the app on the Google Play Store and search for Valencia College. You'll always have all of the great radio shows from Valencia College with you. Look for us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, and the podcast channels. And you can listen to us live again, 407-582-2906, and chat with us online through Intern Pursuit's Facebook Live chat. Orlando Devs is one of our patrons. They are a community of software developers in Orlando, Florida. Whether you love writing code or just getting started, you are welcome here. Their website is orlandodevs.com. Thank you, Orlando Devs, for being a patron of the Intern Whisperer. So the future of sustainable fashion and the retail industry. We went to the streets as part of the Interim Pursuit crew. We wanted to be able to find out, can you get an interview-ready fashion outfit for $20 and $40? And how could you do that? Through sustainable fashion, going to those great stores where people, you can go to resale stores like Goodwill. Well, we took our crew of fashion models and also our um, three women, three men, and we also want to thank Landon Connor. He was our photographer. Um, you can check out his fantastic photos. They're going to be going out on our social feed, along with a video that Corey Perry did. Um, you're going to be finding that on our YouTube and our Facebook channels. He was our summer video intern to see what that shop shopping expedition was like. So before we get ready, we're going to do an interview with Kim Pranowitz and Natalie Maldonado, who are both with Goodwill Industries. And just check in on our conversation and you'll learn a lot about Goodwill and all of the good stuff that they do. So ladies, thank you for being here today. This has been so awesome to be at Goodwill Industries 
and I'd love for you to share your name, what your title is. We're here doing our photo shoot to show how people can find sustainable clothing on a $20 interview budget as well as on a $40 budget. This has just been an amazing experience for our models, and I'd just like you to share a little bit about Goodwill Industries, what they do, um, and then we'll go into, you know, in each of your roles, and then we'll go into, actually, um, some questions. Future of retail and future of fashion. Well, I'm Kim Pranowitz, and I'm the Senior Director of Marketing for Goodwill Industries of Central Florida. And my name is Natalie. I'm the Operations Manager of the South OBT location for Goodwill. Thank you, guys. Now, why don't we just talk a little bit about what is Goodwill, because I know that there's a lot of um, perceptions out there, and let's go ahead and dispel those. You know, some people think that oh, it's a nonprofit and it's not there to help others, but it actually is. So let's talk about that. Oh, we'd be happy to talk about that. Well, Goodwill of Central Florida has been here for 60 years. We're celebrating our 60th anniversary, and we like to say we're building lives that work. How that works is you donate, you shop, that equals jobs. Mm -hmm. And what that means is for everything you donate, we consider a precious resource to us, when that is sold in our 29 retail stores in Central Florida, we serve six counties, then those dollars all go to job programs, job training, everything from how do I do my resume to how do I get on a computer to do my resume to job skills that will help not only the unemployed, but the underemployed wanting to go to the next step. Yep, thank you. And so, Natalie, what is it that you do here in the store? You have the big store here. Oh, yeah. So we're, our, we're at the headquarters right now. So a lot of the items, like she was saying, anything that some a person purchases, we do something called Change Roundup. So all of those donations, save your total for your charge is $6.50. Rounding up would mean rounding up to the next dollar, $7. So that $0.50 cents is going towards either ebooks or our veterans program or one of the programs to helping people get jobs. And then we have our Job Connection Center next door. Um, which helps people um, interview as well. So we set them up with jobs. We have other locations that will come here, and then they'll have their moment where they're able to get placed somewhere. And then me, as far as the store goes, I run the logistics, the finances, and stuff like that. So just making sure our store location runs properly. I've taken a tour of this place, and it's just amazing to be able to see that um, people are able to certainly get jobs, but the amount of... of donations that come in and how it is actually distributed across not just in the stores but to other third world countries where it's helping so many people I think that's amazing. We get a lot of people that buy by the loads, like loads and loads of uh, clothing, and then they have families who have shops in Haiti and in Cuba and wherever it is, and then they'll buy by the bulk, and then they'll ship it over there, and their families are able to thrive and provide for their families over there. So it's not just local. It goes far beyond what Mm -hmm. people would expect. Yeah. And that's part of our sustainability. We make use of all of our resources. Everything. So once it comes to our stores, if for some reason it doesn't sell, it does have a market with possibly the families in other countries Mm -hmm. or folks that are starting uh, a business where they resell. Um, It really, truly goes very far. And beyond that, 
Um, we take out millions of pounds out of the landfill every, mm-hmm. every year. It's all about recycling, I would say, yeah. We do have a lot of vendors that come to our store location that are sometimes here from literally 9 o'clock in the morning all the way till 8 p.m. They are just loading and loading and loading, and then they buy and resell, and they're able to make a big profit as well. And that's helping, you know, their family. And it helps the whole economy. Yeah, it really does. It truly is the circle that we speak of. Yep. And I actually knew that to be true. And so when people had said... Um, some things, and I don't think that we should shy away from it. I actually think this is the perfect opportunity to dispel myths or whatever the hearsay is out there. And I went, no, are you kidding? They do so much in the community. You're focusing on the wrong thing. So thank you for bringing clarity to that. All right, so let's go and talk about the future of retail. Now, what I find, this is the way I like to shop. I like to go into a store, be able to touch it, feel it, have it on my body, try it on. I do not like to order online and then have to oh, ship it back. Size. It won't fit right. It looks always great on a mannequin or on a picture, and then the moment you try it, it doesn't fit in all the right places. Yeah. Yeah. It's better to try it. So what do you think the future of retail looks like? Do you see that coming into the store is going to be the way of it will still trend 10, 20 years out from now? Yeah, I, w- I would say no matter where, what period of time you are in, there's nothing better than having something on you, like trying mm-hmm. the actual jacket on. There's no feeling, like you get, there's a certain type of joy or feeling when you find the right thing that actually fits right. Because it actually makes us feel good on yeah, the inside. Yeah. It has to relieve, release endorphins, I think. Oh, I, yeah. yeah. You find the right so. pair of shoes, my God, yes. everything, you forget about everything else, you got the right pair of shoes, you're good. Yeah. I agree. I agree. So what about you, Kim? Well, I would totally agree with what she had to say. I would also say that online shopping absolutely complements the in-store experience. We know a lot of folks that will look at shopgoodwill.com or goodfindcenterflorida, which is goodfindcfl.com, take a look at the merchandise they purchase there, then they want more. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they'll come into the stores and shop or vice versa. You know what I like about going to Goodwill also is that at the Halloween time, I can find outfits that I might want to dress up in. So one year I was like the Good Witch from uh, The Wizard of Oz, and I found the perfect dress for it at just the right price, and I didn't have to go and pay you know, a ton of money for and it. The crazy thing is around Halloween, we have, we have our lookbook, which we're able to help people create Halloween outfits, but you get different versions. You can be the creepy witch, you can be the sassy, like glamorous witch. Mm-hmm. We've had every different version, so everyone is guaranteed to have their own personalized look, and wherever you walk in, you don't have to worry about somebody wearing the same thing as you. So that's yep, cool. yeah. I well, agree thing with Halloween this year, we're partnering with the Adams Family movie that's coming out in November, so we're very excited. Just had a great look last week at some of the stuff that's coming our way, so we're pretty excited about that, so definitely be listening out there in the airwaves. Uh, Goodwill's going to be doing some things that are very special. And you save so much more. You save so much more shopping at Goodwill, getting all your accessories. We had one of the um, witch outfits that, speaking of that, from uh, last year, I believe it was on Fox 35 or uh, yeah. Watch News, one of them. The whole entire look was less than like 40 bucks. She had uh, high heels, stockings, earrings, hat, everything. 
Amazing. Right, it's for every budget, honestly, yeah. that you can get. Um, so we can help you with your do-it-yourself looks, mm-hmm. or we actually have looks that we'll put together for you. So here. styling. Yeah. We, we get a stylist. They're called like, Halloween helpers that are they're at every single location. Yeah. That's cool. That's really good. So in the background, what people might be able to hear is our models. And so they've just finished doing a photo shoot. We did where the, the college-age students are here to show that they can shop on this budget of either $20 or $40. And so I want our listeners to know they need to go to our Instagram to be able to see those pictures. And also, we're going to be sharing these with you guys at Goodwill. So We'd be Yay. happy to put them yes. on our website at well. Yep, that's cool. So what about fashion? Anything else that you want to throw into the, the what does the future of fashion look like 10, 20 years out? Well, I noticed that. Well, I think we were mentioning that earlier. I noticed that fashion kind of rotates over time. Generational, yeah. yeah. And so I noticed that as of recently, the 80s and 90s styles starting to come back in. You're getting yeah. more high-waisted jeans. You're getting more of that uh, fluorescent kind of 80s pop of color. Like, Yeah. Uh, so I noticed it just Do you keeps... see shoulder pads coming I back? I have. I have. Mm-hmm. I had a customer that I was helping the other day. She wanted high-waisted pants, and specifically, she was looking for a blazer with high-waisted, I mean, with the uh, shoulder pads shoulder on. Shoulder pads. Yeah. Yeah, so I agree. Well, additionally, sustainability is going to be increasingly important with clothing because clothing, believe it or not, textiles are a huge, huge problem in uh, all of the landfills, especially here. So much. Yeah. Yeah. So with that being said, Goodwill is a good way to donate your clothes keep them out of the landfill, and you might still have some of those 80s shoulder pad jackets in your closet that might be totally in fashion right now. Yeah, I agree, I agree. And I've seen more of a trend to go towards materials that are like cotton and, you know, wool, things that are more natural instead of the synthetic. So the synthetics, just so our listeners are paying attention, those are made out of like plastics, so not good for the environment. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, ladies, I really appreciate your time and the opportunity to come and partner with you guys. Um, You're going to be able to see this episode coming out really soon. It should be in two weeks. So we're going to be weaving it through and using this, your contributions to the story. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The fashion industry is enormous. If each one of the 7.5 billion people on earth owned only one pair of pants and one shirt, that would make 15 billion items of clothing. $1.7 trillion is the value of the apparel and footwear market. That's roughly the same as the GDP of Canada. 150 billion garments per year are produced in the global fashion industry, which means about 20 items per person. 30% of clothes is never sold. Another third only leaves the shops with a discount. And 232,000 people attend New York Fashion Week per year. $20 million are funneled into the New York City economy during Fashion Week. With all this money spent on clothing, what happens to the clothes that are not bought or we throw away? So that's a really good question. So ladies, when you have clothing, what do you do with your clothing that you don't want to keep anymore? I either try to give it to my friends first. They sift through. After that, I take it to a secondhand shop and try to 
Donate not gonna it? lie try to get money okay <laughs> and so then, resell yeah. yeah and then after that i ideally if i can i'll take it to a women's shelter mm-hmm. most of the times it does end up just in my room but it's always ends up in a shelter donation center that's great what do you do Sydney? i try to find you know those bins for the donation bins that are in the parking lots of places mm-hmm. i go put it there Okay, so I do kind of a mix of what you both are saying. I don't try to resell it. I actually figure it's going to go on to somebody that's in real need of it. Um, But I have been in that place where, like, garage sales or whatever, you know, of course, you want to be able to make some money on it. Yeah, I'm a college Um, student. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and you are a college student. I do agree. So I think it's really healthy for us to be able to see that we can repurpose it. What makes my heart sad is when people actually throw it in the trash. And yeah. there's nothing Yeah, wrong with it's it. so much more you can do before throwing it in the trash. It's just laziness. Yeah. yeah. It's really this is what so it is. So we did this whole thing as an experiment to be able to see can anybody go shopping for $20 at Goodwill? And all of the models picked out two outfits, one that was more of a traditional look and then one that was more contemporary look. And I know that up on the screen we're sharing some of those pictures, but there's going to be a lot of those pictures coming out really soon in our social feed. Um, What I hope that our listeners are able to see is that that's how we have sustainable clothing and we can repurpose it in our own community, certainly donate it and get it out of the landfills. It's really, to me, it's really tragic because some of those fabrics are made out of synthetic Mm -hmm. materials and they can last forever. So that leads us into the next question of, you know, sustainable fashion and looking at the fabrics that they use. There's three pillars that are a part of the sustainable fashion industry. And it takes into account the earth and life and how we're actually um, taking care of our planet but taking care of the things that we're wearing Um, Under the accordance of sustainable, recycled clothing will uphold those three principles and its environment to, um, and the environment. So it's reduce, reuse, and recycle. And if we remember those things, it really does impact our economics, our ecology, and just uh, the social equity that we have here. So sustainable fashion, we've seen it talked about as fast fashion and also slow fashion. Have you ladies ever heard of that? Yes. Yes. Uh, Sydney, what do you think sustain or slow fashion is? Slow fashion might be things that are better quality mm-hmm. clothes made with more expensive fabrics by hand, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. it takes more time right. to prepare them. What about you, Miranda? Fast fashion. I feel like fast fashion is something you can get very quick. I mean, clearly with the name fast fashion. Yeah. However, um, there are some stores that have the basics, and they're very cheap. Yeah. For example, Forever 21, I can find a quick pair of leggings if I need it, if I need hey, a crunch for $4. Bankrupt, by the way. They yeah. Did, yeah. Yeah. Which is sad. So they're pretty much gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's I terrible. Just, but them, they're a pretty good example of that, or were a Walmart, good example of fast fashion. Some of the fashion. things that are at Walmart, you know, the fabrics I, are very cheaply yeah. made. Some of their stuff is expensive at Walmart. Well, it depends on what it yeah. is. Yeah, for and sure. It depends on what your interpretation yeah. of expensive is for the most part. But uh, fast fashion is made around new products that are cheaply made, that they're assembled in fast places. Like they'll send it out right. to like, stuff you get from China, not 
saying anything about China, but just saying that it is there. Um, so that's really an uh, interesting perception. We haven't ever thought about fashion being something that's fast, where you yeah. just pick up and go. But I really can appreciate where slow fashion, the quality, the craftsmanship, the hand handicraft that goes into it, really makes it very, very valuable. Mm -hmm. um, let's take a real quick break, and we're going to go ahead and do our second patron announcement. Miranda? Starter Studio is a pioneering hub for innovative and tech-enabled entrepreneurs that empowers and provides resources for entrepreneurs, creatives, and innovators to begin, grow, and flourish in Florida. Through community pr education programs, accelerators, funding, and collaborative work spaces, Starter Studio fosters a community serving as a platform for the ideas of the future. Their website is www.starterstudio.org. Thank you, Starter Studio, for being a patron of the Intern Whisperer Live. So, the future of fashion. Now, one of the most interesting things as we go into our second segment is we're going to look at all of the materials, natural fiber, uh, fibers and things that are in our environment that are being used to create our clothing. So new ways to make leather. I found this really interesting. Um, it's made out of collagen. It's a synthetic biology that's growing at a very rapid rate. And as a result, the New York-based Modern Meadow Company is exploring the possibilities of using this in the, in the um, fashion industry. So it's a biofabricated leather alternative, <coughs> and the company is Zoa. And it's a protein that comes from a collagen. The main component of this natural leather is um, that protein, and it's grown in a lab from animal-free collagen derived from yeast. You know, so think it's about yeast like in your breads and how it's used to, you know, you put a little water on it, sugar, yeah. and it begins to expand mm -hmm. and grow. So I'm thinking that's along the lines of what they're doing there in those labs, but that's pretty interesting here, and they can create something that looks like leather, mm -hmm. you know? Um, the next thing that they had was a fungi, and it's similarly, it's a San Francisco-based MycoWorks. MycoWorks. Um, they've been exploring the possibilities of creating sustainable materials using a fungi, um, these are all really long science words, in my opinion. So it's mycelium, a mushroom root material, which is grown um, with agricultural byproducts and custom engineered in a lab using carbon negative processes. This is like rocket science yeah. creating our clothing. And mm -hmm. so it's not what you think of in typical terms as like cotton. Mm -hmm. Oh, my fabric was made or my clothing was made from cotton. You know, or what are some of the other fabrics that we think about? Leather, right? Silk, which we were just talking silk. about. Silk. Silk, mm -hmm. which comes from silkworms. A worm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's, I think, pretty interesting how they're growing products that they can create fabric for us. But what if we didn't have those types of um, opportunities available where they could grow it in a lab? Mm -hmm. So we go and we look at what are they doing, taking it straight from the ground, grassroots. So they're 
um, an interesting project by the artist Diana Scherer call, uh, called Interwoven, Interwoven um, Explores the Fabrication of Materials Using Live Living Plant Networks, which could be used to construct garments out uh, uh, for the future. She's developed a process which manipulates oat and weak plant roots to grow intricate lace-like textile materials, and she buries the templates in the soil, and that acts as a mold, which then can be manipulated and channeled the plant's root systems to reveal a woven structure that's constructed from geometrics and delicate motifs, and it looks like lace. I think that's like, you think about when you pull like those potatoes or carrots out of the ground and you think about the roots, mm -hmm. doesn't it kind of look like a lace? Yeah, like a weaving type yeah. thing. I think that's amazing. So I've seen a lot of plants um, being pulled out of the ground and they have a very intricate root system. And I'm wondering how are they making that something that would be, um, it doesn't dissolve, right? You think about plant life, it can fall apart. It will decay. So there's going to have to be a way that they could keep that in mm. its natural state. Yeah. Um, and I'm going, is that like plastic that's over? Then does that defeat the purpose? Right. It has to be. We can't even use plastic straws. So yeah. why would they be using plastic for these clothes? Yeah, but I, I, perhaps it's because I just needed to do a little bit more research on this. Mm -hmm. That would be my answer on that. The next one, <coughs> excuse me, is cow manure. And that one, I sat there and went, okay, wearing clothes made out of manure, I don't know about that one. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me, though, because in cosmetics, some mascaras, they use... I know they use charcoal. Yeah, I don't oh. know. <laughs> I've just heard that some mascaras have something from a bat that I don't know if I should say. Manure. Yeah, pretty manure much. is the flight term. <laughs> yes. Stick with that one. Is what <laughs> you're saying. So I would have to know what that product is because I definitely wouldn't want to put that on my, my body. But anyway, so in the circular economy model, nothing is considered waste. So if you think about the people that are in the third world countries, you know, they don't have a lot of products around them like we do. So they're using other products and manure is one of them. So in the Netherlands, a company called Inspiria has developed a method called Mestic that uses cow manure to produce new textiles. The process, uh, they process it, and it, ena it enables cellulose to be extracted from manure to produce two materials, viscose and cellulose acetate. And I guess I'll put it to us this way. When we think about how our water is purified, we're, we're constantly drinking water that's gone through all types of filtrations to make it so that we can digest it, right? So I believe that's really what they're saying, is that they've taken whatever these products are that are usually something that's, you know, a side, a byproduct of, in this case, cow manure, and they purified it in such a way that we can actually reuse it. Mm -hmm. So the manure is separated, it's processed in a lab to extract the pure cellulose, and then further processed to create, as I said, this viscose, all a bunch of really nice fancy science words <laughs> that we have here and then it's turned into textiles <laughs> now one of the times I w saw at the I think it was the Emmys or the Oscars there was an uh, an actress that went up to receive her award and she took 
lots of plastic credit cards. They put them all together with little rings and made it into a dress. And there's this place where people have taken those types of recycled products to make clothing out of them. Yeah. And that's pretty interesting. Kind of like a chain mail, like, you know, the knights of the old olden times. Mm -hmm. um, the last one that I had here was how the materials, they were transforming materials into clothing um, using robots that could sew and cut fabric. Uh, they're using AI algorithms to predict style trends. And last week, our guest, Camilla Olson, she talked about how they use AI to actually determine the best fit of mm -hmm. clothing for our bodies. And they're going to be getting something out there for men. So that company, Savitude, she's right there using AI to improve that user experience where we don't have to send clothing back. So we see all of this type of technology coming into either the clothing that we're wearing or how we're actually um, engaging with fashion. Um, and they're even collecting data to be able to make it more sophisticated to reshape how the company brands are approaching product design and development with a focus on predicting what customers will want to wear next. I see that whenever I buy something, do you guys, when you click on an ad, do you see it show up in your, your social feeds or on yes. the side all the time? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really kind of, I don't know, kind of creepy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't it like travels that. with you. So I don't know if it's just like your browser situation that is allowing them to do it. He also has to do it with the microphone, too. Mm. In your phone. I've heard that. I don't know if I don't know true. if I I'm believe that one. Yeah. I, it's just what I'm clicking on. Yeah, it's clicking. Whenever my dad would talk about, example, I believe he once said he needed a new phone. Mm -hmm. Just talking to my mom, he never Googled anything. Later that night, it popped up. Mm -hmm. New phones, an ad, and everything. And it's happened on numerous occasions where he won't Google something, but he'll talk about it. And it'll pop up. Okay, that's really creepy. Yeah. Mm. I've had other friends tell me about yeah. that happening. I think it's true. However, I feel like I Google does, everything. Does he have an iPhone? He had a Samsung. My mom made him switch because she thought Samsungs were the issue. But now he has an iPhone. I haven't gotten any updates, but... Hmm. Yeah. Well, we can see that that's certainly coming into play with how we purchase um, for sure. anything that we're interested in, whether it's fashion oriented, makeup, like you were mentioning, mm -hmm. or even just your, you know, everyday products that you might yeah. use in the house. So AI has become the designer <coughs> and Google has already tested the waters of using, um, AI fashion in with a, with a project called Muse, I'm sorry, Muse, M-U-Z-E. It's an experiment deployed in partnership with a German fashion platform, Zalando. Um, they trained a neural network to understand the colors, the textures, the style preferences, and other aesthetic parameters that were derived from Google's fashion trends report. I didn't even know there was a fashion trend report. I don't know how they get those. You know how they have like fashion um, forecasters or like yeah. trends? How do they know? Like, are they just watching one person and no. saying, okay, this is going to hit? Or I don't know what they're doing. Well, they're tracking all of the purchases that we make. Mm. Okay, know, and that makes remember, sense. remember, everything has a code on it, right? Mm -hmm. And so they're able to tie that code to a particular designer, or it's always tied to those type of um, logistics of how you're going to track any piece of data that you want to follow. 
they would know that black is the, like we're all wearing black in here, right? So black is a color that's very popular and that helps when they're creating outfits. Black is a color we need to make sure because 80% of the women seem to pick black. Yeah. So that's really helpful for them to know. I think it's funny with the fashion trends. Um, back when I used to go thrifting when I was younger too, I still do now, but something I've noticed is back then when you wanted something more high-waisted, mm-hmm. you can find it all the time. However, now it's all low-rise jeans because those are the ones people are donating mm. because people tend to donate older items and now the low-rise jeans are all in Goodwill and all the high-waisted stuff is all is in the mainstream. Is what people are buying now. True. Well, we're going to have to be wrapping up our show. I know that this is really short. We're going to be thanking Q, our station manager, who uh, helped us out here again today. So thank you, Q. And let's do our real quick shout-out. So, Miranda, you go first. Family, friends, I love you, and I hope you're having a wonderful day. I hope they're wearing slow fashion. Yeah. Sydney? I have the same one. Hey, people that I love. And we're thanking our... Two video guys Thanks, in the background. Thanks, guys. Yes. Okay, and my thanks goes out to everybody that is listening to our show and also following along with us. And we look forward to, uh, oh, and a special shout-out to Charles, who created our clips. Great music. Yeah. This music sounds really yeah. good. Yeah, so he's going to be doing a little bit of editing, I'm pretty sure, to make all of my little boo-boos when I was talking, mm-hmm. make it perfect for the podcast. I'm not even going to say that, too. So he gets a shout out. (laughs) All right. So thank you to all of our listeners. And we are signing off for the evening.